Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to the EWB Podcast. This is your host, Emil Wang. And before we get started talking Kobe Bryant with uh, my good buddy, Leeway, just want to let you know what's coming down the pipeline. Jeff Liu and I will be reviewing the Academy Award-winning film, Parasite. Uh, it's a South Korean film that was the first foreign film to win Best Picture. Look forward to sharing that episode with you guys. And now, Leeway. Bounce, wide right, Van Exel fake stock away, cross court left, open, Kobe Bryant for three, another air ball. He shoots back to back air ball, jazz basketball. That's hard to believe. Van Exel, Yo-Yo, Van Exel backs it out, straight away to Kobe Bryant. Bryant for three, it's short again, air ball, air ball, beyond rookie, three times, he shot air ball. All right, on the phone, we have a former contributor to the podcast, actor Lee Weyland. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's great to be here again. Yeah, yeah. And last time we you know, we recorded, we talked way too long about acting. We actually never got to talk <laughs> about Lakers basketball. So um, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, unfortunately, it's mostly due to some very unfortunate circumstances. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's been a tough week for Los Angeles and... Um, I think we're still all shocked by the news, even till now. It's been nine days and nine days too many without Kobe, the great Kobe. Yeah. How did you find out, by the way? Um, I, I was actually at home just kind of chilling. Um, and uh, my friend, um, uh, one of my bestest friends who lives in New York, um, he, uh, he texted me. And he just texted me, Kobe, and then sat face. And I was, you know, doing my own thing. I didn't really respond first. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, okay, they got something on Kobe. Yeah, that, rape. That, that rape case <laughs> came back. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing that came into my mind. I was like, damn, they're, they're, he's going to go down for something that, you know, that's, I don't know. Like, I, I just figured, oh, maybe Kobe got arrested. And, and that came back. That sort of resurfaced. Uh, and then I, uh, and I didn't Google him until about, like, you know, 10 minutes later and in 10 minutes, uh, with something like that, a lot of information has been passed and a lot of things have happened, I guess. Um, by the time I Googled him, that was the moment when first thing I saw was that Kobe Bryant confirmed that, uh, dead helicopter, helicopter crash, excuse me. And then, uh, cause I waited some time to Google him. Um, the information about his daughter also came out as well. And I mean that I got at, right at the moment I, I just broke down crying because I thought like oh, man it's just life is so fragile you know it's 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 uh I, I really I think all of us kind of I think a lot of us have a lot of agendas if you will in our lives we just kind of every mountain that we want to climb uh, everything I want to accomplish and we kind of focus on that and time goes by really fast and you don't really kind of stop and realize how lucky you are to even have the privilege of pursuing what you wanted to pursue uh, because in any moment uh, that can be taken away from you all of it um, so it's just a huge wake-up call for me and and the fact that uh, Gianna will not have that opportunity uh, to pursue her passions and, and to live her life and, and to feel the things that we've all were privileged to feel 
gave me a, a huge wake-up call in terms of being grateful for what you have and being grateful for all the good and the bad because the fact is you you had it. Uh, not a lot of people get that opportunity to, to have what we have. So that was the first initial thoughts that came to my mind, and, and I just I just broke down crying because I cried because uh, uh, it's just a, such a tragic uh, event. Yeah, yeah, and, and definitely, you know, you as a LA native, and you being the the Laker, the unfortunate Laker fan that you are, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure it definitely hit you a lot harder. I, I think, I, and I didn't even share this on the uh, on the previous podcast episode that I that I taped solo, but um, I found out at my my son's 30 day um, birthday party. So you know, Chinese people do the the yeah. the third day birthday party so yeah you know, congratulations by the way oh thanks you. thanks i appreciate it yeah. um and uh you know i was running around like crazy you know the party was going and uh my brother had actually flown in for it so he uh he was actually leaving in an uber um so i walked him to the door saw him get into the uber and he drove off and uh like 30 seconds later he uh messages me on gchat and he's like what the fuck kobe dead and I was like, "What?" And um, and I, you know, I kind of blurted it out loud at my at my son's birthday party, and you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, "Fuck, Kobe's dead!" Okay. And In you front know, of all the Chinese people, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, they, a good amount of the crowd at the party was, um, you know, people Elderly. who who didn't even know who Kobe was or didn't right, really right. care. But you know, there were a good amount of people there, you know, the guys that were like, "Oh my god!" And you know, everyone yeah. gets on their phones and. Um, I, I actually didn't know about the Gianna thing until a little bit later. So, I, you know, I'm always going to remember how I found out and, kind of, you know, it, the shock of it. But obviously, you know, there were a lot of people there at at this event that I threw that, you know, were there for my son. So I, I couldn't I didn't really have time to really internalize it um, until much later in the afternoon. When I, you know, started reading up more on it. And I was like, oh, man, like losing his daughter and you know the the seven other people in the helicopter is is incredibly sad and um just it, it was something that i just i still couldn't accept even now i'm still a little bit in shock um i i think the process of all the the tributes and all the grieving has has helped but um I, i'm curious on your end how how did you reflect on you know Kobe's legacy? You know what did you watch hours and hours of Kobe's sure. YouTube clips, or did you of read course. a lot of articles? What what did you do? Yeah, everything and anything I could find on the internet. Uh, I mean, his whole career, uh, I watched him like the Truman Show. And it's almost <laughs> like he was part of my life, my own yeah. life, and um, you know, losing him is just so. It really does not feel real right now. I mean, the the guy achieved uh, such greatness uh, that transcended the sport of basketball um he meant so much more than just basketball is really about his work ethics and his approach to his craft and you can apply what he coins as mamba mentality uh, <laughs> to anything anything that you do really um you know you really joke about you know how silly it sounds mamba mentality have you ever seen that commercial where he did with kanye west he was like, he was like, he, Kanye was like, yo, I'm already greatest. How can I get better? And then Kobe was like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. That just totally like 
shows you like kind of like that's what mama mentality is it's like it's not about you know like i'm already great how do i get better or you know like what's what's the milestone like i'm i'm good I'm, i feel good it's it's never about that it's like if you're alive then you strive to be great and to be the greatest that you can ever possibly be doing whatever the heck that you're doing um and and for kobe he showed us that it's not just basketball it's um you know it's being a father it's being a husband it's being um a friend just being a businessman a business partner and whatever he, whatever the heck he's movie doing. maker too all right movie maker that's right um apply that to anything that you do in life and and you should have that mindset to be the best that you can possibly be as he said in his words the ultimate goal in life is to be better um and I couldn't agree more. And as long as you're alive, if you're lucky enough to be alive because, as we can see, that he's not. Uh, so is his daughter and so these, the seven others that were on the helicopter. They, um, they're not alive, and, and we are. And we, we all hold that responsibility to, to kind of have that attitude and, and to learn from that. So I think that's the legacy that kind of resonates in my mind when I think about Kobe Bryant. It's, it's more than just basketball. Yeah. And I don't want to call it the irony of it, but but there are kind of two schools of thought that come out of this, right? Number one is the whole, like, yes, you know, be like Kobe, pursue greatness, you know, always be great in everything that you do. But the flip side of it is, and part of this was the reaction to LeBron's um, speech at the tribute was, you know, is is all this greatness worth it? Should should we be focusing on our families more? And one thing that I that I've kind of thought about over the past couple of days after my after my uh, previous episode was it, what isn't really talked about is how do you balance that, right? How, how do you balance this great Kobe Bryant mentality and drive with you know some some of the things that Kobe probably missed out on uh, during his pursuit of greatness? And oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. His he he talked about in his own uh, documentary a while ago. Uh, I think a couple of years back when he retired, he did. I forget what that documentary was. It was on ESPN where he just spoke to the camera. It was in black and white, mm-hmm. and he talked about how during the rape trial that Vanessa was pregnant with a son, I believe, and and no, they lost him. Right, they lost that baby, um, and and he realized that in his own pursuit. You know, there was a miscarriage and it was something that he couldn't really get over. Um, he just felt like it's all of this worth it. You know, I, I think it's I really well. It's probably it's, guilt from being in that situation with the other girl. Yeah, uh, right. And also with the other girl, and also his he doesn't spend a lot of time at home. You know, all those things that cause that the the pressure. Uh, you know, I mean, who, nobody knows what caused that miscarriage, but the point is that it happened. And, and it's in his mind and his heart forever. And and he he kind of there's a small little bit of uh, uh, regret I think that you can see from Kobe's eyes. Um, but I, I think in my opinion I think it's different with everybody. I think the balance it's all about what you want in your life. And and nobody could tell you what's right and wrong in your own life. You have to make that decision for yourself. Uh, for Kobe's it's at, at a certain point of his life it was obviously just basketball. Um, basketball is everything to him, but I mean, that when he when he finished basketball, I mean, he he was spending all his time doing something else. and was spending, you know, being a father and and doing all the things that he couldn't do before when he was playing basketball the whole time. So for 
I think for the rest of us, we you just have to know your own balance. Life is all about balance, and I think you know you want to be careful not to tilt that balance towards the wrong way, or over emotions or over greed. And, and as long as you make a logical, sound decision for yourself, and only you would know what where that balance is. Yeah, and, and I think if there's anything to get out of this is Kobe didn't waste time either way, right? He went from you know pursuing the uh, pursuing being the greatest basketball player to immediately, you know, become becoming this very involved person as a as a father, which I think we can, we can always respect. But how did you become a Kobe fan? Are you a Kobe fan because you're a Laker fan, or vice versa? To tell you the truth, I didn't like Kobe in the very beginning. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. Uh, uh, he was drafted thirteenth, uh, right? And then uh, was it thirteenth? I don't remember. All I remember is traded for Vlade. And, uh, well, he, uh, well, he was signed. Well, he was uh, he was picked by the, the Hornets, right? And uh, and then we traded, you know, Vladi for Kobe and uh, I, and some and some money <laughs> and some money and some salary cap. And, and I think there was a trade pick involved. Can't remember exactly, but we gave up quite a lot to get Kobe Bryant at the age of tender age of eighteen years old. Um, and I, I, I remember at that time I didn't like that decision. Uh, because we already had Eddie Jones as a shooting guard, and, I just and Nick Van Exel too, I think. Right, we have Van Exel, and I just didn't understand that pick. We needed a center. Um, of course, I didn't know down the road we were going to get Shaquille O'Neal. Like you know, I, I would never know that. But I was such a young kid; I was in elementary school. But as we were getting Kobe, and then, and then throughout the season, he didn't really play much because he came off the bench. And then uh, in the playoffs, Dal Harris gave him the go-ahead. Uh, to to shoot when we finally made the playoffs like a year later he he airballed and I remember watching that entire series and it ended the whole entire season ended on Kobe's airball uh, and I think it was against Sacramento but I was like what the fudge like I hate well there are going to be many more kid. games that ended on Kobe airballs but we didn't yeah. <laughs> we only yeah, remember the good like, ones what the hell and then yeah and then later on. Um, you know, he became a, a great, great scorer because he's just so relentlessly attacking the basket and relentlessly attacking his defender, which I, I did like. Uh, but I, I have to admit, like, some of his shot selections are are pretty poor if you study basketball all the time like <laughs> I do. I'm a basketball nerd. Uh, his, his, his shots are – a lot of them are low-percentage shots, and a lot of people can argue and say, those are bad shots. He's not a great player. You know, you shouldn't take those shots. I don't disagree that they're bad shots in terms of basketball, but Kobe, he just, it's his mentality and his relentless attack that I think that most franchises and the NBA at that time, during that time, remember this is, you know, late 1990s and the early 2000s. During that time, we're shooting guard heavy, right? Uh, shooting guard and a big. It's a combo of that, Tracy McGrady and Yao. Everyone's building that, like the Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, uh, 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 Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. And then later on, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. That seemed to be the formula that worked to, to win a championship. Uh, so the, the, a lot, most franchises would let Kobe just fucking go for it even if it's a bad shot it's that relentless pursuit of getting the ball up and, and getting a foul uh or, or 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 making a move to the basket that is way more effective 
than say you know San Antonio Spurs kind of play where everybody gets involved. Um, I, of course, San Antonio is very successful in their own right, um, but I, I think uh, the Lakers are thinking about building it uh, in that way where it's just Shaq and Kobe just fucking hammering the crap out of every single team, and that's exactly what they did. Um, so, so to counter that, I think I, I had a love and hate relationship with Kobe's game, but him as a person. Um, I, I never disliked. He he just felt I, he felt like to me, he was like the Tupac version of basketball. The Tupac uh, he like, version. He was like a who, who I very much love uh, as a musician, and I just felt like Kobe had that kind of inner like, and, you know, like he just he wills his way to exact the way that he wants it to be, um, and I think it's that dog in him that I, that I've always admired. He's got his bad moments, he's got his good moments, but he's always been there in my mind as a Lakers fan. Give me give me your favorite uh, one or two memories. Kobe Bryant my memories. favorite memory would be the air ball. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. Because, of course, I hated him for shooting that air ball, but I remember that season after Dow Harris, I think Dow Harris was fired after that, and Phil Jackson came. Um he after he airball, he worked so hard over the summer uh, on his jump shot, uh, his pump fakes, uh, his his post up game, and uh, learning a triangle and and you know watching film. Um, he didn't go out, he didn't party. Um, he was a young star on the rise, and, and the Lakers were giving him the max deal. We're planning to give him the max deal, and here's this kid that ain't going out. You know, Allen Iverson was partying. Kevin Garnett at the time was partying. You know, Paul Pierce, you name it. This kid just did not care about any of that. He just cared about basketball. So I love that moment. I love the fact that he had a failure there. um, And another favorite moment that I had was also when uh, we lost to the Boston Celtics when he teamed up with Power Saul. And I remember how angry he was. He was, like, seething with hate. He he left a he left a tunnel in Boston just like he was just cursing he was just like fuck you know like it's just like you could feel that 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 fuck all the way back in Los Angeles and I just remember looking at him it's like yo Kobe's gonna go crazy next season and that's exactly what he did every time I see Kobe fail I know that the next season like you better watch out because it's it's not gonna be good for you. Yeah, you really wanted to win uh, win one without Shaq. That's uh, right, and I think that's probably right. why you're so pissed. And yeah, kudos to him. I mean, I, I think he did reinvent himself. You know, in between those years of, you know, being Shaq's teammate to to that kind of second quote unquote dynasty with Gasol and um, you know yeah. Ron Artest, those guys. Uh, and even I think after, I talked about yeah, even right after Shaq left, when everybody said he can't win with Shaq and. Yeah. Um, he had Kwame Brown. And, oh, my God. Yeah, Smush. Uh, you know, <laughs> Slava Parker, Dango, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> but that was when he went on a string of 50-point games, like an Uh-oh. entire month Yeah, where he scored 50. And, oh and it just I shows you that, that. Yeah, yeah, it just shows you that drive. Like, you know, they lost Shaq, and, and it was right after he was acquitted with the, the mm-hmm. rape trial. And, and then he finds it like, all right, all that failure, I just felt – he never let it get to us. He never allowed it to destroy himself. Um, I've seen plenty of NBA players where something bad happens. They just they just disappear. You know, they just crumble in that pressure. 
Um, if anything, Kobe like makes him. I don't want to say that. I mean, T Mac was riddled with injuries, so it was physically he can't he can't take it anymore. <laughs> Another podcast episode. I, I'm not a T Mac guy, but that that's a yeah. guy that I think just. I think it was more like like humbled. Antoine Walker, you know, <laughs> someone like him, you know, he just like crumbled in the pressure and just disappeared. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, but not Kobe. You know, Kobe. Man, every time he, he fails, he just comes back even stronger. And, and that spirit and that drive to improve himself um, is something that I'm always going to admire about this guy. I completely agree with all you're saying. And um, it, it, he he has always improved some aspect of his game, whether it's, you know, you know the, um, his shooting or his um, his team teamwork. Sorry, I'm kind of... My baby's a little being a little fussy, um, but uh, but he's also had some really questionable like attitude moments, right? And, and you know the game seven against the Suns where he wouldn't shoot, like that was like, man, Kobe, what are you doing? Like, like I know, like you know, Barkley said, or I forgot who said some like some bad stuff about him, but like, what? Why are you the one? The one thing that I didn't get was why did Kobe have to feel the need to prove something to whoever was saying that? I mean, Kobe's team was garbage. I think we all knew that. And he, and he had to shoot 50 times a game and I was all for it. Um, I think it's, he just saying it for himself. I I really don't think he's saying it for anybody. I think he, he is the one that's, there's something in in the back of his own subconscious. I, I think with all of us, I think with all of us human beings, nobody can really get, the best of us it's always ourselves when someone who is being a dick if someone calls you like hey uh you skinny ass bitch you know like if you really are skinny in in your mind you're and, you're already, a bitch. <laughs> and you are insecure about being skinny and you're a bitch you'll be taking you'll take offense to that and then you'll take it out on that guy who said that but truly are you do you really hate that guy not really because you just hate that thought in your mind about being a skinny little bitch. Uh, I think Kobe, it's himself. I think he was telling, there was a voice inside of him going like, you really can't win without the big fella. You know, and, and he was just trying to prove himself wrong. And that's really why why he, he goes so hard and goes so crazy. It, it would not make sense to me that he actually cared about what ESPN analysts would say about him. It really would not make sense to me. It wouldn't even make sense to me if it was his own coach. He doesn't listen to the coach. <laughs> like he doesn't listen to even Phil Jackson. He takes bad shots. He doesn't give a damn. He'll still take it. And he for him, it's almost like bench me. If you don't like what I'm doing out here, bench me. And Phil doesn't bench him, so <laughs> so he just goes at it. Mamba and, mentality. Uh, yeah, at exactly. Its finest. <laughs> and he, yeah, he just that's just the way he was, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, I I I know you have a you're a little bit on a time crunch, so I, I do want to end this with just a quick ranking: one, two, three. Kobe, sure. MJ, and uh, and LeBron. Where where does Kobe fall in this? Yeah, or rank? Uh, in my mind, and I know that you can you can rank these a million different ways, but in, in my mind, it's 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 going to be Michael Jordan, um, and because right now, and LeBron's career is not over. So it's a little bit unfair to, to rank him. But if it, we were to rank him today, in the year 2020, 
um, because of all the rings. Uh, so it will be Michael Jordan and then Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Mm. I, I I think I would probably put Kobe as, as a third. Um, but, uh, <laughs> this guy. I know, He's yeah. got five rings, man. It, yeah, but you know, did did he win a win a title? You know, with with Kyrie, you'd like I, I mean, th- that Cleveland team was a lot more garbage compared to what the Lakers had during Kobe's five rings, and and I think I'm always going to credit LeBron for that. Man, if only Kobe won that year in Celtics and goes three peat again. Um, but I, I, that's really tough to say. I mean. Yeah, you don't know. Would it could have should have. Well, they, you Ooh, know what? They should have. They should have right. won with Gary Payton, Carl Malone, and in uh, uh, that team. I mean, that that was still. Well, Carl Malone didn't play much. Remember, yeah, Carl, you, Carl Malone was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. He was hurt. Yeah. And so was Gary Payton. At the end, Gary Payton was also hurt, and Kobe was coming off right in the middle of the rape trial, and so his mind is everywhere. And, and then you got a Detroit Piston team that was well coached by Larry Brown. Fantastic. Great defense, one of the best defense I've ever seen in basketball. Um, and man, they played great five games, didn't they? The only game they lost was Game Four, I think, when Kobe just chugged up that three at the end, that was a <laughs> miracle three. But God, they outplayed the crap out of the Lakers. Uh, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, Chauncey Billups, yeah, uh, and and Rip Hamilton just ran circles around the Lakers. Couldn't guard them. One of the greatest greatest team ever assembled the same way that there's kind of a like a dent on lebron's legacy is you know when he lost to the mavericks i think this is kind of the the dent on kobe's legacy is losing to that detroit team i i i don't think that detroit team was really that good and the fact that they were assembled mid-season was um you know one of the like you know because rashid was traded mid-season to that team so um the fact that yeah, they they gelled in two months and were able to topple the topple the Lakers was you know a, a reflection of yeah Larry Brown's coaching ability, but also kind of how the Lakers just couldn't get it together. But it was their fourth season as well, coming off a three peat, um, and things were just crumbling because the relationship between Kobe and Shaq was also dwindling. And then we made that super team, which we should have never done, by the way, because we got Karl Malone in the twilight of his, twilight of his career. Uh, and then he had that feud with Dennis Rodman where they went and wrestled each other. <laughs> I and remember What that, the man. hell was that? Yeah. And it was just a mess. It was just a whole mess. And, um, and Not as messy as the, the Kobe Dwight <laughs> many years later. Which Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Dwight was not built to be around Kobe. Kobe would definitely call him soft. <laughs> He's just... Dwight is Dwight needs more of like a yeah Dwight definitely needs someone like LeBron who's like more nice you know and kind of goofy around him Kobe's not goofy at all <laughs> Kobe don't play that game for sure um, okay let's wrap this up talking about the Lakers then uh, no no news uh, tonight I mean we're we're twelve hours before the trade deadline a lot of other things going on I'm surprised Iggy just went on to Iggy uh, just went to uh, Miami Miami yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I thought that the Lakers would have had a good chance with them. You know, maybe Dangle, Kyle Kuzma, and some other things. But no, nah, we can't uh, give up Kyle. Come on, Kuz. dude. Kuzma sucks, man. He, oh, what? At best, no, he's like he a doesn't. he's a good cutter and a decent finisher. <laughs> but that's, that's no, it. I mean, Kuzma. Look, 
they were going to trade him for like some garbage player. I forget, like it was a Netovich well, Lakers, or I don't, know, I don't know. The Lakers are going to dangle Kyle Kuzma on the trade market just to see what they can get, but I don't think we're going to move him because listen, he, he he's not getting all the credit uh, for what he's doing out there because the the kid is playing like twenty two minutes a game. Um, last year he was playing you know over thirty minutes a game, um, and and he needs to get hot without any rhythm basically he just has to come off the bench hot and that's really hard to do if you if you play the game of basketball you'll know like if you don't get a couple shots in the beginning like it's really hard to get in rhythm especially in the nba game um because the he doesn't get to start anymore and the, the ball he doesn't get that many touches and i think he's doing great uh with what he's given right now uh, I don't agree with his hair color. His hair oh, color my God. He's, he's like coconut M&M. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But. If, if, I was, if I was catching LeBron's passes, I think I'd be shooting a lot better than... Let, let's see Kyle Kuzma's... Uh, well, Kuzma doesn't percent. really play... He doesn't really play with, when LeBron's on the floor. He plays mostly with Ray Kyle, John Rondo on the floor. Kuzma shoots 33% from three. Like nobody on the Lakers that that's supposed to be an offensive weapon should be shooting that. If, if you're catching passes from LeBron and AD, I don't. Well, he doesn't play with AD and LeBron that much. He, he, yeah. he, he he's out there with Ray John Rondo uh, in the second unit with KCP, uh, a, you know, Avery Bradley, Bradley, excuse me, uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, you know those guys, and he is catching and shooting um, as much as he can. I don't think he's he's he, I don't think he's a pure shooter. That's the thing. He, he's 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 an aggressive attacker. Uh, he plays a lot, kind of like back in the day, if you remember, uh, Brandon Roy, um, oh, yeah. uh, who is very unfortunately had the two kneecaps kind of exploded. Um, uh, he kind of plays like him, just a, a relentless pursuit of the basket with no, you know, does not care about his shooting percentage. He just goes for it. Um, I like that. Doesn't care about defense either. Uh, his defense not terrible. He could guard the wing. <laughs> and, um, I, well, he, okay, so the thing about Kai Kuzma is this. It's only his, what, third year, right? Yeah. Right. I, I think for, with a player like him, is he's one of those guys that need to go to year five. He's like a Victor Aladipo. Like you won't really see mm. that incredible talent kind of come to fruition um, in the first four years of his career. So I think by year five, he's he's just going to be this monster that's just unstoppable because he's going to get bigger and stronger, and he's going to attack it more. And he, when he attacks, he's going to be more disciplined um, and more stable and more in control. Right now, sometimes when he attacks, I like the aggressiveness. I don't like when he goes up for it. Sometimes no the finesse. shot is just there's no there's a lack of finesse. It's not no finesse, but definitely a lack of maturity on his finesse, and also the lack of total control of his body. Uh, but I think he's going to learn that. He's going to learn it in these couple of years. He's trying it out, and God, he's so lucky to be able to try it out on a team that has Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Come on, uh, while he's getting W's and he's also trying out his talent. Can't get a better story than that, man. Yeah, well, we'll see. It, 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 so you're saying in five years he'll be an NBA All-Star. In his fifth season, he'll be an NBA All-Star. Yeah. I guarantee it. You, you, you guarantee it? <laughs> I guarantee it that Kyle Kuzma is an All-Star by the year 2023. 
Oh my God. Okay. You, you heard it on this podcast, EWB if, listeners. Leeway's basketball acumen. If he's guaranteed. Like healthy, if, if there's uh, okay. no injuries, yeah. I, okay. I guarantee it. All right, Leeway. Well, I'll leave you at that. Um, actually, before we go, any uh, any acting projects Gigs. that you want to plug? <laughs> Gigs? Uh, projects? Right now, uh, no, not, not right now. I'm, I'm in the works of a, uh, a couple of comedic um, sitcoms uh, that are being considered. Um, so I don't know. Cross, the fin- cross your fingers for me. But um, I'm applying Mamba mentality to everything that I do. And I go hard with my craft. I go really hard. Um, so, you know, the work ethic is there. All I need is an opportunity, I'm sure. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm confident that with with the work ethics, that something will come along. I guarantee that if you work hard. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah. for the EWV listeners, uh, Leeway, uh, since our last episode, ended up voicing uh, one of the characters uh, in a South Park episode. Ah, so, that's right, that's um, right. I haven't so been able to share that. Well done, uh, well done, Leeway. Thank you. That was a dream come true to be able to work with the great Matt Stone and. Go inside of the South Park building where they make the, the show. That was incredible, man. Hope you, hopefully you guys caught that episode. It's the episode with, uh, it's called Band in China. I believe it's season, God, what are we on, 23, 24? Yeah, whatever, whatever the most recent one is. Yeah. Right. Just Google Band in China, and, and I'm in that, uh, that episode. I, I play two characters, and uh, enjoy. Yeah. All right, well, Leeway, thank you so much for being on the pod, and thank you for being uh, flexible and patient with me, given the uh, given the little one. Yeah, look forward to talking to you soon. Absolutely. You take care, yeah. man. All right. See you, dude. Later. Later, bud. How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But, but I'm the best. But are you a different animal? And the same beast? What the f*** does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. What the f*** is he talking about?